In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds, Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. <laughs> Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! <laughs> Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission? To harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms. To dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership. Saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the Geek Culture Podcast from the USA Today Network. Thanks for joining us, and happy Friday, everybody. What's up? Let's meet the crew. I'm Brett Molina. I play video games, and my favorite Will Smith song is Summertime. Still slaps. I'm Brian Truitt. I watch movies, and my favorite Will Smith song is the Fresh Prince theme, which I guess it probably does count. We'll count it. Yeah, I like Big Willie style, too. Yeah. I think. Was that a song, or was that just like... Maybe an album? Like a vibe. Maybe both? Could have been both. Possibly. Yeah. Don't forget, Kelly is off this week. She's at TCA's. Hope she's having fun in the sunshine and warm weather. If this is your first time listening, welcome. New episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. While you're on Apple Podcasts, it would be lovely if you could write a quick review about the show. Because not only do you help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us, as a bonus, we shout you out in the next episode. So try it out. Everybody wins. Also, quick programming note, we're also on Spotify now. Yes, so if you have Spotify and you want to listen to us, we're right there waiting for you with open arms. Yeah, like if you like go on your Taylor Swift playlist or something, just put us on there. Yeah, just you slide can put us, us in. on there now. Slide us in, follow. We'd love it. Yeah. Um, no bad blood at all. Exactly. <laughs> Don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod, or you can email us MothershipPod at usatoday dot com. Uh, on to the main topic. Here's a clip. I'm done, Mike. I'm retiring. Uh-oh, here we go again. You want your legacy to be muscle shirts and body counts? Look at this mess. It's carnage. I didn't do all this. You didn't shoot anybody? Well, come on, Captain. You know I shot some people. Yeah. me. In these streets, I never trusted anybody but me. I'm asking you, man. Bad boys. One last time. One last time. I'm the definition of half man, half drugs. Bad boy, that's what's up. He's trying to do a all. We're not just black, we're cops too. We'll pull ourselves over later. <laughs> that was from Bad Boys for Life, the latest chapter in the Buddy Cop franchise starring Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, who play two detectives embarking on one last ride before they retire. This week, we are welcoming you to the Will Smith Appreciation Society. This is where we're going to talk about why Will Smith is amazing. We're going to talk about his favorite films. We're going to talk about why he's been such a big star for so long and so much more. Before we dig into all that, let's go to Bad Boys for Life because that's out now in theaters. Uh, Brian's already seen it. What did you think of it? It's good. Really? Surprisingly so. Like I was expecting to be like, uh. so I love the original 1995 one. I have. I'm a sucker for all those like the Bruckheimer, Armageddon, 90s, yeah, Armageddon yeah. and the Rock. The Rock's one of my favorite movies of all time. Just anything Bruckheimer in the like, like the mid to late '90s, I just loved. Pretty much until Pearl Harbor, and then it all just kind of sank after that. 
So, so 1995, the first Bad Boys was Michael Bay's first film. It was Martin Lawrence and Will Smith together for the first time. It was just great. Like, I just loved it. And then, and then the the Bad Boys two in two thousand three was terrible. I freaking hate that movie. <laughs> I watched both back to back just before I watched Bad Boys for Life, and I'm like, yeah, it's still terrible. I just wanted something that looked a little bit better than Bad Boys two, just a little bit. But like, I was surprised. It was like really good. So Michael Bay's not doing it anymore, although he's still kind of around. Um, but it's by two Belgian filmmakers I've never even heard of. And it's and it's interesting because I they must have like grown up on Bad Boys, the first one, because there's a lot of fun callbacks. There's a lot of referential stuff. There's plenty of explosions, lots of violence, lots of blood. Um, but the over the top stuff is pulled back a little bit. And it's more about like it's more about just the two of them. Just this aging dudes and you know, where they're at in their lives and where they're going, you know, forward from here. Um, you know, they still got great chemistry together. It's bad boys. It's over the top. The signature theme song is still there. Some of the jokes are still there. There's a weird out of nowhere plot twist late in the movie that just like, you're like, hmm, really? Really? But like none of that detracts from like just the fun, how fun it is. And it's just like because it feels like 1995 again. It feels like just the freshness of that first movie. Like they recreate it in a, in a way that the sequel Bad Boys 2 never did. It was just Bad Boys 2 was just like, it was probably one of the more Michael Bayest Michael Bay films because it was just like weird super cuts and sl- over, over slow-mo action and just like, it was like too in love with itself and like it missed it missed the, the magic of the first one, which this one, which the third one does, you know, find again. So as of right now, this is the best film of 2020. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm Book calling it. it. I'm calling it. Mid-January, it's, it's still, it's way better than Doolittle. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the best, best film of 2020. How about that? Put on the poster. So Will Smith has had an incredibly long career, and we think a lot about him as an actor, but he also had a very robust music career, too. That's where he started. It's where he got his start. Um, my first experience with Will Smith was Parents Just Don't Understand. I remember hearing it on the radio as a kid. Obviously, as a kid, it's completely relatable, and it was a fun song, and it's great. And that's that was my first experience with him. I kind of he kind of had a couple other songs that hit after that, but not as big as that one. Him and DJ Jazzy Jeff, yeah, yeah. And then obviously the next step up was when you picked up on him for the first time. Which no, was, Fresh Prince, because yeah. I I didn't really listen to popular music until I was in college in the late nineties. So I think I realized I like I had some semblance of the fact that like. There was a Fresh Prince and he rapped, but I didn't care for any of it. You know, it wasn't until I saw the Fresh Prince TV show and how how really good that was. He had the same charisma at that point when he's in his twenties that he still does now. He's never lost any of it, which is which pretty amazing. He's become a much better actor, obviously, but the fact of like his total charisma and how lovable he is as a person just kind of exudes from him even back then. I think that's why that TV show became such a hit. And that's, you know, how he parlayed that into Bad Boys and Independence Day and, like, that run of, like, you know, where he was the biggest star in the world, like, every July 4th. You know, he had a movie that just, like, killed the box office for, like, a few weeks. I think he had a streak where it was, yeah. like, eight films made at least $100 million or something, something like that. Something like that. 
Like, I mean, it's not remarkable. Good. I mean, there was Wild Wild West in there, too. But even that, yeah. And I think he had another run, too, where it was like 10 or 15 that internationally. Like, he had, a, he had these He was the biggest star in the world for a while. He had a crazy streak of, like, these box office after box office. Would you say he's the best actor in Hollywood right now? Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I, I you know, I, is he Joaquin Phoenix? No, I mean, no. I, I, I think, you know, I think he's he's had some stinkers, you know, and in Black 2, Bad Boys 2. Collateral Beauty, one of the worst films in like the last few years, you know. But he had that serious, you know, that that run, that that serious run he had, where you know he was he was box office gold, and you know, and I think it's it's things like Ali and Pursuit of Happiness, and you know some of the stuff like that. He is a really good actor. I mean, he's not the best actor. I mean, he's not Tom Hanks, but he I don't think he ever wanted to be Tom Hanks. I mean, the fact of like he is who he is. We love the most Will Smith of those Will Smith roles, but we also can respect him as like, you know, he's a pretty good thespian too. You know, I think he's he's very much like Tom Cruise in that in that in that vein of of you know, he can do the populist stuff really well, but every now and then, you know, he can show that he can show that he has some acting chops too. I wanted to ask that question because I feel like as an actor, I you could put Will Smith in almost anything in in nearly any role and he would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of his appeal is that he is so versatile and he can do so many different things. He can do a comedy. He could do like something more family oriented where he's playing dad or something like that. And he can do these action superhero guys. He can do the serious stuff. I just feel like he's got so much range in in what he can do as an actor that even some of the really good act, like a Joaquin Phoenix, like, again, great actor. But I don't I don't know if he is as versatile in terms of the different kind of roles and the different types of movies he can do than what a Will Smith can do. You compare him to like Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis is probably like, you know, the the best actor of, you know, a few generations. You can't put him in, in Bad Boys. No. That is not going to work. But Will Smith is a different beast because he was kind of like The Rock without the wrestling because he let so much of himself into the roles. And because of that, because he's such a charismatic individual, you automatically fell in love with that character because, you know, there was so much of Will Smith in, in those characters. I mean, they might have been there might have been like a bad movie around him at times. Pretty often you liked his character because it was so Will Smithy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, this gets us to the next thing we want to talk about. Why do we love Will Smith so much? I think he he's he's this super big, larger than life actor, but he also feels like an everyday person too, like very kind of down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's part of his charm. I think he's also extremely funny, which I think helps tremendously. I, again, there's so many layers to him as an actor. I think that's why I like him so much. It's like you know that anytime he's in any movie, you're going to get a really great performance. And I mean, I think it's safe to say anytime I see a movie with Will Smith in it, for the most part, I'm going to feel like, okay, I'm going to be entertained. The movie may not be great, depending on what it is, but at least with him in it, it's going to at least feel a little bit better. I'm not going to have to worry about a bad Will Smith performance. It's always going to be consistent and quality every time. Yeah. I think he's probably the most likable actor who's not Tom Hanks. It's interesting, too. Gemini Man came out late last year, and that was not good. But he gave a good performance in, like, a dual role. I mean, kind of he played, like, the 20-something version of himself, like, through, you know, some CGI stuff. You know, just the movie wasn't that great around him. But then you have, like, Spies in the Skies, which was, like, 
kind of like maybe the most fun animated movie of last year. And it's just his voice. You know, he's a spy who gets turned into a pigeon. But even as a pigeon, it comes through in his voice. So it's just like it makes everything just kind of that much more enjoyable because you're like, this is really fun because it's Will Smith. But, you know, the other thing that's interesting about him is how well he plays off somebody else. Some of his best movies and roles and things are when he has like a partner in crime. You look back, you know, Fresh Prince, him and Alfonso Ribeiro, who played Carlton. So much of why that show worked was because of the kind of the the weird odd couple dynamic between those two characters. And that's why Bad Boys is kind of special because him and Martin Lawrence have something really neat. In Independence Day, you have him and Harry Connick Jr., but then him and Jeff Goldblum. Different relationships, one very quickly because, you know, poor Harry Connick Jr. gets killed off by an alien, you know, early on. But fun dynamic. So he always has these fun dynamics with people in, in, you know, in his best films. It's always like him. And then Hitch. Say what you will about Kevin James movies, you know, in general. But like him and him and Will Smith just have like, he had a cool real chemistry in that, in that movie. He has an adaptability to him yes. that makes it that he can work with anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to hit you up with a pop quiz real quick. So sure. I was surprised because I was doing some background on him because, you know, the, obviously we just had the Oscar nomination. So my first thought is, oh, Will Smith, he's had to have been nominated for a few of these. Part of me was surprised he's only been nominated twice. Um, so I'm going to tell you what he's nominated for, and then you have to tell me who he lost to. Oh, God. Okay, ready? Can you do this? <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> okay, then we'll, okay, we'll simplify. We'll, okay, we'll simplify. We'll, we'll try. We'll try. Let's no, go. No, no. Let's go. Let's no. go for it. No, let's, let's do it. Okay. 2002, he was nominated for Ali. Who did he lose to? Ah, uh, 2002. It wasn't Russell Crowe. You're close, because he was nominated. For Beautiful Mind? Yes. Hmm. I'll go with Daniel Day-Lewis. Good guess. It was uh, Denzel Washington for Training Day. That was a, let's give it all to Denzel because Denzel deserves an award because for everything he's done, like Glory and everything else he had done before that. Yeah. And then 2007, Will Smith was nominated for The Pursuit of Happiness, Mm -hmm. Best Actor. Who did he lose to? 2007. Is this a ceremony that happened in 2007 or 2007? It was a movie. The 2007 Awards. So it happened in 2017, 2006 movies. And Best Actor, you said? Best Actor. <clears throat> I'll give you a clue. It falls along the lines of with Denzel, you were saying, where it's like, oh, it's almost like a lifetime achievement thing. Oh. Not Tom Hanks. He had, he'd got one by then. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman? Force Whitaker. Last King of Scotland. Oh. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot he won. I forgot he won one too. Yeah. Good guesses though. Good guesses. I that was, was a hard I one. Need, I, I need to do. I need to do more, more of my homework. I thought. I I was like, okay, mm. Brian's going to get at least one of these. I'm kind of surprised. I got you. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about favorite films because he's obviously got a ton that we love. What's your first pick? You're actually going to have my first pick, so I'll do my like second pick. Men in Black. I think you know. Again, we go off of like the dynamic duo vibes he always has with people and like. Him and Tommy Lee Jones, again, that's a very familiar trope of, like, the brash young hotshot with, like, the grizzled guy who's just, like, one step away from retirement. He's probably been in this job. The lethal weapon model. Exactly. The lethal weapon model. But, you know, and then you, like, put it around, like, this whole thing about, like, aliens and, like, a secret government agency and, like, him saving the world. Why that movie works is because... Will Smith's Will Smith, and then Tommy Lee Jones is Tommy Lee Jones. And it's just like, just seeing them clash. 
and just, you know, jabbing each other. That's why that movie works. You know, take all the alien stuff out. That movie works because of those two dudes. And it's even more impressive, too, because you're dealing with a lot of, like, you know, technology and stuff. Like, you're not dealing with a ton of human, you know, characters in that movie. And I think that's part of what helps, too, is that, you know, they you require a lot extra from the two of them to make it work. Yeah. And, it, and it's just funny as shit. I mean, yeah. you know, it's you know, it, uh, Men in Black Two is bad. You know, Men in Black Three was not great either. Men in Black International, we're not even going to talk about. But like again, why that mo- first movie worked because it was it was fresh, taking familiar things, but like in a new way which we haven't seen before. It leaned into the you know what was cool about those two guys is just like they were complete opposites who shouldn't be friends, but yet they have to work together to save the world. Mm. All right. So my pick that I stole from Brian is probably a pick a lot of people have, which is Independence Day. God, man, I still remember seeing that in the theater. And the thing that struck me at the end of the movie was everybody was standing up and clapping like they were so like it. I, I don't think I've ever had a movie experience like that where you were just tense the entire time and then they get the release of, you know, the end of the movie and they beat the aliens and stuff like I just I mean, it was an incredible movie. But Will Smith was a big reason it was incredible because his performance was fantastic. You know, he had so many classic lines the welcome to Earth, you know, when when he sees the alien for the first time. But he was just phenomenal in that whole movie. His relationship with Jeff Goldblum in particular was great as you get to like the second half of that film. As a Will Smith movie, I think it's his best one. I, it's also the one that obviously I think propelled him to being the the big actor, big blockbuster actor. Yeah, well, hot off a of bad boy. It was like a year after Bad Boy. It was the beginning of that that streak where he was like, you know, he was unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, I'd even go as far as saying that's probably like the one of the best like sci fi action movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it's I, phenomenal. I, yeah, totally. The experience of seeing Independence Day. I remember I was working at Disney World at the time. Because we went to the the midnight showing of Independence Day, they had turned the subwoofers up, so and it was just like it was one of the coolest experiences. Because when they destroyed the White House, you know, like the whole theater shook, and it was just like it was so awesome. Now I think we watched films on so many devices, and like, but like back then, it's just like you can only see those movies in a, in a theater and like, you know, we didn't have like the huge Dolby things and, you know, but this was just like someone accidentally turned the subwoofers up really high and it was just like, it was spectacular because of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, any, that's also one of the movies anytime it's on, I have to sit and watch it oh, yeah, because for sure. it's, it's just so phenomenal. And there's so many really good performances throughout, but yeah, Will Smith in particular was fantastic in the movie and, the president's speech, the alien shenanigans, Jeff Goldblum's great. Randy Quaid. Yeah, crazy Randy Quaid. Yeah, just so much good about that movie. Absolutely. All right, what's your second pick? Uh, my second pick is I Am Legend. It's not one of the funny roles, but I think it's one of the roles that kind of like, a lot of his roles, you know, like Independence Day, are like he is the audience's point of view because he's that kind of charismatic, you know, movie star where you kind of like you go on the journey with him or I am legend is like it's pretty much just him and a dog for most of that movie because he's the last man on earth there's so much interesting stuff about that movie just in terms of you know what what the city looks like you know after you know this this virus has wiped out everybody and like so there's so much visual stuff about it but again why it works is because he works He's a good actor, and we, you know, we view this wasteland kind of thing through him. 
that's one of his movies I have not seen yet. I still need to see that. It sounds, I mean, I've, the trailers and stuff that came out looked like a really interesting premise, but that's another one where it's like, you know, yeah, you're relying mostly on him to like. It's all him. Yeah. It is all him. And it's just like him just running around. But the, what what makes that interesting is because he makes that interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, my other pick for uh, favorite Will Smith movie. This one has come up in recent years that I've really enjoyed, which is Hitch. This is the one where he plays basically a date doctor and he's helping um, men start relationships, you know, find relationships and find love. And so one of his biggest tests is uh, Kevin James, who is just kind of bumbling and stumbling and is super awkward and super crazy. But it's a fantastic, hilarious movie because obviously the chemistry between them is really good. I also like the chemistry between him and Ava Mendez mm-hmm. because this is where you get into a little bit of Will Smith as kind of a goofball, which is something he's done with Fresh Prince and other moments where he comes off as kind of goofy and dorky. It's part of the charm of Will Smith. But... It's interesting how he's a very smooth, sophisticated, confident guy as a date doctor, and he's helping everybody. And then with Ava Mendez, as they start to develop kind of a romance and stuff, he gets more awkward and more kind of, you know, mumbling his words and other stuff like that. And you see these different kind of sides to him that I think makes the it's part of what makes the movie hilarious. This guy that's been known for being so suave and he's kind of like everybody else just feels awkward and you know nervous and and gets all those emotions that a lot of us have. So and again it gets back to you know Will Smith being able to handle any kind of role really. I mean he's just so versatile and you know this is part of it. He can do kind of a really funny comedy like funny rom-com like this and and pull it off and his personality and and just kind of it, the fact that he's so down to earth is what makes it so fun to watch. And that movie showed how good he was as a physical comedian too. Yeah. Like that that scene where like you know, he has the allergic reaction. He has to go to the drugstore and like his whole face is like puffy. And it's just like, that's hilarious. Even before that, because there's a whole scene where he's trying to scratch his throat. Yeah. And he like feels it coming on. And But again, this gets back to uh, where I get back to Will Smith being a great actor because you can put him in any movie and he could make it work because he's Will Smith. And his personality alone, I think, can carry a lot of movies. Even movies that I haven't really liked, like Suicide Squad, for example, I like because Will Smith's in it because he is great as Deadshot. Um, and I feel like there are a couple movies like that where it's like, the movie's not great, but he's great in it, and that kind of helps almost kind of make up for the fa- make up for it a little bit. Well, and I'm on record for loving Suicide Squad, yeah. but one of the things I, I really do like about that movie is he is kind of the grounding force of that movie. You have, like, Harley Quinn running around. You have Captain Boomerang. You have so many, like, these supervillains are just over-the-top and colorful, and, you know, he's an assassin who just, he kills people, but, like, he's also a dad. You know, there's that one scene where, you know, he's taking his daughter home and, you know, he's trying to provide for her. And, like, Batman shows up. And, like, he, he, you know, he's about to kill Batman. And, like, his daughter doesn't want him to kill Batman. And, like, that, he's just, just like, and he can't do it. Well, he just wants to off this guy, you know, who's trying to keep him from being a parent. And yet he can't do it in front of his kids. There's a lot of things people miss about that movie that he does really well in it. There's a lot of, you know, know, just not great things about that movie, too. But, you know, just that everybody has a problem with. But I think he is is kind of one of the interesting things about that movie that that grounds it and kind of makes it so it's just not just kind of like a bunch of like over-the-top villains running around. Okay, one last thing before we stop. Um, Is there a Will Smith role out there that he hasn't done yet that you'd like to see him do as an actor? I, don't I, know, I, don't I feel like he's, he's done, done so many different things. I don't know things. if he's done a musical. 
Aladdin? Well, I don't Oh, yeah, Aladdin. I forgot about Buh. Buh. It's just last year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. So he sang in that. So he's done a musical. <laughs> Again, not bad. That's a That was a hard role because of... No one's ever going to be the Robin Williams genie. No one, ever. But, like, he, he, he didn't do Robin Williams. He did Will Smith. You know, it's just like Big Willie-style genie. And it worked. Again, he was one of the best things about that movie because, you know, him and Mina Masood, the dynamic between those two guys. But uh, just uh, like, you know, even Blue, he comes off as just kind of like this neat, charismatic guy. Yeah. Okay, listeners, it's your turn. What's your favorite Will Smith movie? Are you going to go see Bad Boys for Life? Uh, let's talk about it on Twitter. You can find us at Mothership Pod or you can tweet at us individually. I'm at Brett Molina 23 I'm at Brian Truitt. And don't forget, you can email us too. We're at MothershipPod at USAToday.com. That'll wrap it up this week. Thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilot slash producer of The Mothership this week, Claire Thornton. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe to The Mothership for free while you're there. Leave us a rating and a review. We really love it. And uh, we give you a shout out in the next episode. Don't forget, we're on Spotify. We just joined. So if you want to follow us there, we would love that also. If Apple Podcasts or Spotify isn't your jam, you can also find us on SoundCloud or Stitcher or pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next Friday, nerds out. Later.